Psalm 112, we'll just read the entire psalm and do that that God has laid upon our hearts. I had originally um, felt that God was leading us to preach on this tonight, but uh, I forgot to church this morning. I really feel led to uh, share it with you this morning. So you be much in prayer as you're getting it a few hours earlier than what I thought you were going to get it. So. Uh, Psalm 112 reads, Praise you the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth, the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in the everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting the Lord. His heart is established and he shall not be afraid until he sees his desire Upon his enemies. He hath dispersed, he hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. And the the desire of the wicked shall perish. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the reading of your word. We praise you for all that you've given us and all that you're going to give us. And Father, all that you're going to do in our life. I pray now, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, that you would use this time, dear God, just to bless our hearts and help us, dear God, to to apply these things to our life and that we would be Christians that you've called us to be. Father, I pray most of all, if there's one here this morning under the sound of our voice, Father, that doesn't know you in the free pardon of sin, that today would be the day they would receive Jesus Christ, your son, as their salvation. I pray, Father, if one's grown cold on you, that today would be the day that they would step forward and and rekindle the fire that you have for them. And we pray these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. I had thought about this over the last week or so, and it was overcoming fear. And and I realized that I could go around the room and each person in here would, would have something that I believe they would share or could share that they're afraid of. And many of us are crippled by fear at times. I, I realize that even as Christians um, in, in, in our nation, we can be crippled by the fear of retaliation or the fear of, of persecution. Uh, many times uh, the devil, no, the devil all the ways, all the time uses that tactic and fear to cripple us. He it is like a cancer and he throws that fear in our path and he wants us to sit down and stop and and not continue to go forward because of fear. So I thought today, you know, I read this psalm and I thought today that we would that God would allow us to preach on overcoming fear. And and I began to think about Romans 12 and 21 that that says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And I began to think on that scripture and, and went to uh, Psalm 112 and thinking of be, being overcome with, 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 with overcome good with uh, evil with good. We can overcome fear with faith because those two are polar opposites, if you, if you will. So if we have fear, our faith is non-existent. 
If we have faith, we push fear away. So we have to seek faith in God. And we read this, this Psalm 112 as praising the Lord and, and all the ways. And you get into uh, verse 7. It says, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of, of love and of a sound mind. So with God, when He gives us that faith, that measure of faith that was given to us when we received Jesus Christ, we have the faith that dispels the fear. Now this morning, I want to reach out to you that may be here this morning that, that does not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Without Jesus Christ, all you have is fear. All you have is fear. So I would, I would encourage you this morning to hear the words and to understand that through Jesus Christ, all fear can be removed. So we, we don't get a spirit of fear, but fear is crippling. It is cancerous. The writer here speaks of a proper fear. Now, don't you read the word fear in the, in the chapter here, but he speaks of a proper fear of God that will swallow up all improper fear. So you say, what are you talking about, preacher? Well, there's good fear and there's bad fear. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Uh, God is to be feared. He is to be respected. I, I know that uh, Brother Luke, we, we had some discussions from time to time, and, and I believe you said it, said it right. When the Bible says fear God, it means fear God. When it says respect God, respect God. I believe there is a healthy fear of our God, and we should all have it. But with that healthy fear, pushes away all unhealthy fear. I am afraid of snakes. It's a healthy fear, right? So I have this fear of God that gives me enough sense to stay away from snakes and areas they may inhabit. With the exception of one occasion, I was cleaning out my garage and I was dusting off a golf bag. And I slapped it one good time, just knocking the dust off. I slapped it the second time. And man, I'm going to give it a good slap this time. And I'm coming forward and the snake starts coming out the side of the pouch. And I was like, and it was, it was horrible. But the fear, and I could go even as further to give you another good chuckle. I go in the house to get Terry to come take care of the snake. <laughs> right? Now that is a fear of snake. So. You know, I mean, you know, you know, shooting, uh, shooting your shotgun in your house is not not a good thing to do because there's a snake or a mouse or anything. But we all have these 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 natural fears. But there's some fears in our life that's, that that Satan wants to cast in front of you and he wants to just cripple you. He wants you to not speak of Jesus Christ. He wants you to not sing his praises. As we read here in verse one, he says, praise you the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Satan doesn't want that to be part of your life. Satan wants to cripple you with, with depression and, and the fear of how am I going to pay my next bill rather than faith that says God's going to take care of me. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The God, the God that we serve is going to handle every aspect of our life. We were singing that last song there, and it says in the, that last verse that even in death's cold waves, I will not flee. Because God through Jordan leadeth me. 
Jordan's, I, I go through a different Jordan seems like every week there's a Jordan that, that, that Satan crops up in front of me. And it's like that Jordan that we read about in the Bible. Because, you know, when God, when God led the folks through the, through the Jordan and he, he rode the waters back there too, do you realize it was in flood stage? It wasn't just this little creek that they had to get. It was in flood stage. It was in its purpose of, of, of hydrating that valley and, and getting out there and fertilizing that ground. It was a lot of water. So God leads me through many Jordans. But what the writer's telling us here to have this, this, this healthy fear of God, to know that in order to overcome fear, it starts with relationship. We have to have a relationship now. Your relationship might not be like mine because I talk out loud to God sometimes and people probably think I'm crazy. But then God, he blessed me with Bluetooth earpieces and now nobody knows if you're on the phone or what and you don't look so crazy walking down the street talking to yourself. So God is blessing in, in every single, in little ways like that, right? But I talk out loud to God. My relationship Working out my salvation with God requires me to speak out loud to him. Maybe you don't have to do that, but I need to do that. I need to read my Bible out loud at times. It, sometimes it just doesn't work for me when I'm in, in just reading in, in my mind and, and going through those things. So it starts with a relationship and you must work out your own relationship, your own salvation with fear and trembling. That is a personal one-on-one -on -one thing, isn't it, Brother Kenny? You have to work it out. And the writer here is telling us it starts with a relationship. So many times we have preached that, we have taught that. And, and I will keep preaching that because that is the key to it all is your relationship with Jesus. It starts right there. This is where it all begins. We have to begin at the beginning. It has to start with that relationship. And, and we have to look at it. This is... It's profound, right, to, to start at the beginning. Most people want to jump right in the middle and try to get there or, or come in at the very end. But really, this relationship has to start at a beginning. There has to be a beginning where we say, Jesus, you're the one. Show me the way. And that relationship begins to build. And, and just to expand on it just a little bit. You can't just get into a little bit of trouble in your life, right? I'm guilty of this. So God used it to show me where I've erred. So I'm going to share it with you. And you run up to your favorite verse. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Well, you didn't really accomplish anything. You just repeated a, 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 a scripture that you're not even actually going to put into practice because you just used it when you got in trouble. What about. Um, there's another that I, I had on my mind is uh, I can. Uh, I'm the head, not the tail. How many has ever said that when, when a little bit of trouble come along your way, you said, I'm the head, not the tail. God promised it. I'm going to be the head, not the tail. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then you turn right around after everything clears up and get right back in the place you were at before. It's all backwards. We don't have to run to God or run to him when we're in trouble or when trouble comes. When trouble comes, we should already be there. We should already be there right beside him. We don't have to run to that and say, Lord, you said you were my shepherd. We're letting him shepherd us already. So it's like we got we to flip that around so the relationship has to start with us holding and letting God hold our hands. So I have a, my five-year-old right here. 
you know, y'all probably know Maddie, but I can take her by the hand and we can walk down the street and we can have a good time. And she's holding my hand and she could trip and fall. And she could scuff them knees up real bad if she's holding my hand. But if I'm holding her hand and she trips and falls, she don't make it. That's the same with our God, that relationship. Our relationship depends on not just us holding his hand, but allowing him to hold our hand. And when we trip, and I know my arm's been about jerked out of socket by my dad and my mom at times. And in places where you're, you're falling and they, they real quick or, you know, we used, used to be seatbelts right here, right? This used to be the seatbelt. How many times them brakes went on that arm went like that? How many of you still do that even though the seatbelts are on? Or in a car by yourself, slam on your brakes and your arm goes out. See, that's the relationship we build with God. We're already there right beside Him so that when the brakes of life get slammed on because trouble's in the middle of our path, we're sitting right beside Him and His arm is already there. We don't have to rush and find the arm. So it begins with that relationship. And when we have that all squared away, I'm thinking, you know, Hebrews 4, 16 was one of our memory verses. And I don't quite have it memorized just yet. But I know it says, let us therefore come boldly before, before the throne of grace. Right? It says, let us come boldly. It doesn't say run up here when you get in trouble. It says come boldly and be here. Basically. He's saying be here. So that when you have a time of need, there's mercy right there to be given to you. It's right there. You don't have to make any moves. So the relationship is so important. And the troubles come, we're already there. Now, verse, verse 1 here is very irreverent verse when he says, Praise ye the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. This says, delighteth greatly in his commandments, delight in his promises, delights in his precepts. One of my favorite scriptures, and I think I'm going to get on Mandy's favorite scriptures in Proverbs chapter 3. Very, very powerful. When we think of these and we flip to Proverbs chapter 3, and it says, lean not into thy own understanding. Is that a very familiar scripture with you guys? It'd help if I knew my books of the Bible. Okay, yeah, that one. Help if I'd practice my books of the Bible, right? Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord and all the... Yeah, that's the one. We're going to read it. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy first fruits of all thine increase. So that shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. We are to delight in Christ, delight in the Lord and these things. And when we start reading the results of number one, it starts in your family there, right? When you start reading verse two and three, what does it say uh, over here? It says in verse two, the works of the Lord are great. The wrong chapter. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. It says when we start this relationship, when our relationship is right with God, 
our family life benefits. He says, the works of the Lord are great. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be in the house and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light and darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion. Our home is blessed with our relationship with God and we overcoming fear. Our home is blessed. There's no fear in the home. The children are respected and they respect. The children are blessed and they bless. Our needs are supplied. It also moves into his public life. When you look at verses 4 and 5, it says, He hath made his, he hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord, I mean, that, that chapter keeps getting in my way. I'm going to cover it up. Unto the upright there ariseth light and the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man soweth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. And over in verse 9, it says, He hath dispersed, he hath given to the poor, and his righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. Those who fear God bring light into darkness. Those who fear God bring that light into dark places. They bring strength. They bring hope. They bring encouragement. They bring grace. They bring mercy. But it starts with a fear of God, not a fear of any other thing. His private life. In verse 7 and 8, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. Trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. Trouble comes to us all, church. The difference is how we respond. What is our response to the trouble? Many times, and and I know when I say us, I'm really pointing at me, is that I've allowed fear of the trouble to cripple me into a place where I lost all faith in God. I've sat on my hands and said, I'm going to fail anyway. There's no need in even trying. Or he hasn't answered my prayer yet. When's he going to do it? I spoke to a man yesterday, has been praying for someone for nine years. And for three weeks in a row, they've been in attendance at a church on a Wednesday night for three weeks in a row. But it took nine years. So we can't allow discouragement of that, that the fear of discouragement, that fear of denial, that fear of, of failure to cripple us into stopping. Those troubles come. The difference is how we respond. When we get into a place and in this relationship with God, not even the bad news can shake us. I go back to the last verse of that song. Even in death's cold waves, I will not flee, because God through Jordan leadeth me. That's powerful, church. When we get to this relationship status with God, that not even the bad news can shake us. We're not moved at trouble. We're not fearful. We're firm and we're steady, as the writer of this psalm says. We have our heart fixed. It says our heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. When we have our hearts fixed, firm and steady, it is the key. It is the key. We realize that even in the face of loss, God is. God is what, pastor? He is everything you need. God is. 
when, uh, when Moses was uh, going to lead the children of Israel, God called him and said, I want you to go get them and I want you to bring them out and, and take them to the land that I promised. He said, who do I tell them has sent me? He said, tell them I am. I am. And I say this morning to you, when trouble comes, God is. In the face of loss, in the face of all that can happen naturally, carnally, or spiritually, God still is. And that relationship with Him is where it all starts. We can live every moment. We can live every moment without fear. We can live every moment as children, giving it all to Jesus. Casting our cares upon Him because He cares for us. He truly does. And we come to this place and it's... And I've said it before, you know, I got saved in, in July 1985. I said it in Sunday school this morning. I've said it a hundred million times probably. But I didn't realize what I'm preaching about this morning until 2000. I didn't realize what the relationship really was and what it really meant and the things that it really accomplished until the year 2000. And my life has never been the same. I tell you, I have no fear of Satan. I have no fear of his evil minions. I have no fear because I have God. And God is all I need. In the face of loss, God is. We can be those children giving it all to Christ because we trust in the Lord. Our trust is in the Lord. A firm heart equals courage. A firm heart equals strength. A firm heart equals a Christ-like life. A firm heart. By faith, we can anchor in these promises. By faith, we can throw our anchor into these promises. And that anchor holds. Amen. That anchor holds. In the roughest seas, the anchor holds. Your anchor will hold, though bruised, beaten, battered, rusty, got stuff growing on it from who knows when, it still will hold. God, trusting in the promises in His Word will make the difference in your relationship with Him, which makes the difference in your home life, which makes the difference in your public life which makes a difference in your private life. There will be no fear. This morning, you may have a fear. There may be someone sitting in this place that's afraid that they're going to die without Christ and go to hell. There has, there, that fear does not have to cripple you. Jesus Christ came, bled, suffered, died, gave his life and rose on the third day through the power of God, rose on the third day that you don't have to fear death, that you don't have to fear hell, that you don't have to fear any of those things, that you can have eternal life. Someone's at the back door. Would we get someone to please check that? You do not have to fear any of those things. You have a choice, faith or fear. Faith 
or fear. They cannot coexist, church. You cannot have half of your heart full of fear, half of your heart full of faith. It does not work. You cannot serve two masters. We have to serve God through Jesus Christ. We have to find that place of putting our faith, total faith into Him and dispelling all the fear. We know the Bible tells us that we can overcome evil with good. I promise you, you can overcome fear with faith. The writer here says that unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor, lendeth. He will give his affairs discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. Forever. You may be sitting here today with a fear of what someone else thinks about you. I'll tell you this is a short story. Uh, a pastor friend of mine uh, pastoring a church in Cartersville. For years, pastored that church. His wife taught Sunday school, led in the nursery, uh, uh, cat did the WMU, took all those things, and she, she was working in the church. But one day, one day God got a hold of her. And she got saved. She got saved. But she had a fear and she spoke of that fear. She said, I was afraid to come up because everyone else already thought I was saved. Everyone else already thought I was something that I was not. And she was afraid. Satan tried to use that fear. He's still using that fear today. There may be some here this morning that you've given your life to Christ, but you feel like you can't tell anyone because they already thought you loved Jesus or, or that you were saved. Or maybe you're sitting here and you know that you need to step out. You know that you need to be saved. But Satan is saying, they already think you are. They already think you are. Do not fear. Do not fear. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Today is a perfect day for us to overcome fear. Jesus already promised us. You know, there's a lot of promises. I like promises in the Bible. Some of those promises really make me smile. Some of those promises say, I'm going to take care of you. Promise says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm going to take care of you. Promise says, I'll go with you all the way. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But he gave us another promise. In this life, you'll have troubles and trials. But what he said is you don't have to be afraid of that. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. So this morning, we're going to open up these altars. We're going to sing. We're going to play the music. We're going to do everything that we do every single Sunday. 
But something else needs to change this morning. Something else needs to happen right now. Somebody needs to move. You hear the word. You feel the tugging. You know that, that God is calling you. And, and Satan, is, he, Satan is there and he's trying to smother you with fear. And, and maybe you just want to get up and run out of here. But I tell you, don't just get up and run out of here. Get up and run up here. Cast it on the Lord. He wants to carry your burden. He wants to take your fear and remove it. He wants you to delight greatly in His commandments. I'm going to ask them to come around with a song. And before you stand, I just want you to bow your heads and pray. Just bow your heads. This morning, I thought the thunderstorms were coming. I still, I can hear a little thunder out there right now. It's beginning to roll in. And I had a friend in high school that I kid you not, he cut a square hole in the floor of his bedroom, of his parents' bedroom. And he dug a storm pit under their house and he carried the dirt out one bucket at a time. An entire storm pit that would hold him and his family and enough food to last a month if needed. He was 12 or 13 years old and he was so afraid of storms that he dug this thing, carried it out bucket after bucket after bucket. That's not a healthy fear. We can cast our fears on God. Maybe today you're sitting here right now and you say, Pastor, I'm afraid to come up front. I'm afraid. I don't know why I'm afraid, but I'm afraid. Would you raise your hand that I might pray for you? Would you raise your hand? God bless that hand. God bless that hand. Would there, God bless that hand. God sees that hand, brother. God bless that hand. God bless that hand. I want to tell you, Satan is a liar. He is a liar and he's the father of all lies. I encourage you to tell him that this morning. I encourage you to say, Satan, get behind me. You're a liar. This morning, would you raise your hand and say, I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I don't know Him. I'm lost. I need Him. Would you raise your hand? God bless that hand. God bless that hand. God bless that hand. Again, Satan is telling you right now, you don't have to do it today. You can wait till next time. You don't have to do anything right now. You're still young. You're just middle-aged. You're just a kid. You don't have to do anything. He's putting fear on you. He's putting fear and He's using deceit and fear to do it right now. Would you look at Him and would you say, Get behind me, Satan. You're a liar. You're a liar. Now I want you to speak to God through the preciousness of Jesus Christ. And I want you to ask Him right now to give you the strength and the courage and the faith to step up and step out and receive that which you know you need. Don't be afraid. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. The world that you face, the troubles that you have, those things that Satan is binding you down with right now, 
Jesus Christ said, I've already overcome it. I've already overcome it. Step into faith and receive. Would you stand this morning? If you raised your hand, would you come? Please don't be afraid. Please do not be afraid. Just step out and come. Step out and allow us to pray with you. Step out and allow us to show you Jesus Christ and His fear of the Lord that gives us all happiness. Would you step out while we sing right now?